millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Henry Hill, Daniel Ellsberg, Joey Devine, Karen Silkwood, Sammy the Bull Gravano, Smedley Butler, Sean Keane, Jeffrey Wagon, Frank Serpico, special guest Dave Dufour, Patreons Jordan Smith, thank you Jordan, Scott Leedy, thank you Scott, Lee Fischetti, thank you Lee, musical guest Takashi69, and now the temporary host of the Rambo Rock Podcast, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Rambo Rock Podcast, and we are back with a brand new episode. I'm here, as always, with my very good friend, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good, doing well, doing well. Uh... Before we get to our guest, who's patiently listening, uh, just some business off the t- off the top. Roundrockpod at gmail.com is our email. Follow us on Twitter at roundrockpod. Uh, five star reviews on iTunes only, please, uh, because it's the only review they'll the only uh, st- amount of stars they'll let you give. It's weird, I know. Uh, T public. Uh, Oh, we have uh, the link for our T Public store if you want to buy a T-shirt in the description to uh, to this podcast. We've got all kinds of great merch. Uh, Patreon.com slash roundrockpod. And uh, I think that's it, right, Sean? I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's bring on our guest real quick. Uh, 
the host of what's the show called now? It's uh, the NBA show on the Athletic. Well, he'll get it right. It's our good friend Dave Dufour. <laughs> it's the Athletic <laughs> NBA show. God damn it! <laughs> Very difficult. I know. Very difficult to remember. What's up, guys? I uh, gotta say, a uh, huge fan. Happy to be uh, mentioned in the same breath as Smedley Butler. <laughs> big, big Smedley Butler guy. Uh, Look, so it, Dave, there was underrated a plot against wing- the Roosevelt administration. <laughs> underrated wingspan. <laughs> uh, so Dave, what's it like to be in the mid- in the midst of a rebrand of a podcast right now? Um, you know, actually, this is uh, I think it's a good idea. Um, we're we're taking the opportunity, like we we really looked at all the data and we said, hey, this just makes sense. Why not put everyone on one feed, reminiscent of you know simpler times uh but a one-stop shop with mainly me like the important Mm -hmm. guy on the feed you know sam amick david aldridge you know zach harper ethan big was big strauss marcus thompson not as big of a deal as having dave defore on on your podcast Mm -hmm. feed so you know i know they're all really excited to be mentioned with me um Mm -hmm. you know it's good good for them you know so the show's staying the same, right? It's same just show. on yeah. a different feed. Or I'm, am I even going to well, have to change my Nerder, feed? No. So the back-to-back feed has now changed to the Athletic NBA show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nerder, she wrote, has moved to Friday. Basketball Buds has moved to Monday. Um, but every single day, you're going to get something a little bit different. And uh, I actually think that's kind of a good idea, you know, when when you're covering the league the way that we do it the athletic from all of these different angles. It just makes sense to have our podcast kind of reflect that. I, you know what? It makes sense. If any, uh, people more famous than us, uh, we're looking for four podcasts to add to our feed. <laughs> so, uh, let us know, uh, Zach Lowe, uh, Nate Duncan, um, Ben Golliver. We want to combine with you guys. Yeah, on yeah. the totem pole than you. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, that was my move. <laughs> I want to be a rising tide for these up and comers. You really got to pull up like David, David Aldridge. Aldridge. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a man who I think percentage wise got more uh, screen time than anyone not on the Chicago in the Bulls dance. in the last dance. I know. Dance. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And by the way, like, I love that guy so much. Um, but yeah, no, it, it is actually, it's actually kind of surreal to, to be like, all right, well, this is, uh, you know, this is our podcast. And when I'm talking to David Aldridge, that's you know, <laughs> fun. I'm, uh, I'm excited about it. I'm actually really pumped. I, I think, uh, you know, Jade Hoy did a great job with the trailer. Like I, th- I thought that you could put that trailer in front of someone, that one minute trailer, and they could get an idea of what they're in for from the shows. Um, and the artwork is fantastic. It reminds me of an old science textbook, mm-hmm. which I'm very into. That yeah, you're aesthetic. into you're into textbooks. We know this about you. Yeah, yeah I love textbooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. History yeah. textbooks. Dave man. loves to Big learn. Um, That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, Dave, the reason we have you here is look, Sean and I have uh, spent a fair amount of time complaining about how the bubble sucks and uh, I wish it wasn't happening, but basketball is still happening, so 
We wanted to talk to you, the only person we know who actually knows anything about basketball, uh, about the basketball that's going to be happening in the bubble. So um, let's start with where the NBA was at before the bubble started. So uh, here is a, here's a drop for previously on the NBA. Previously on the NBA. Welcome to Memphis, Anthony Tolliver. Security guy, they're all, this comes from the top. He says, Mr. Lee, you have to leave Madison Square Garden. Shake Milton with 39 points, a career high in 39 minutes, has had a game that he'll never forget. What do you do with your basketball players that are making $25 million a year? <laughs> uh, I have two of them that make $40. Uh, <laughs> uh, Russell and James. Uh, by, by the way, they are good players. All right, Dave. So here are some um, major stories that were happening in March before we left. Uh, we thought maybe we could talk about. Um, ben Simmons possibly out for the season with a back injury. Um <laughs> That one, that's probably not going to affect anybody. Okay, what about... He came back as a power forward now, though, which really fills the need with the Sixers. They really did (laughs) not have that four spot covered. If only they they were spending $40 million on power forwards. Um, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's way, way more than that. Is it 60 now? How many? Okay, so... Their front court is making something like, well, if you count Simmons, it's like $120 million. Well, I was count, I was trying to count five. just Horford and Harris, but I guess Mike oh. Scott also makes like $7 million probably. Horford and Harris, it's probably like 65 combined, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so, okay, <laughs> that one didn't work. All right, what about uh, Rudy Gobert promised that he would do justice to justify the next time he got ejected? Sounds like he was going to get pretty reckless. Uh-huh. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, he was he was so mad. Rudy Gobert had a much that I it's too bad that the COVID stuff is going to eclipse the maniacal year he had. He had that <laughs> uncalled goaltend at the end of a game. He kept getting ejected. Uh he was disrespected the whole time. But now it's teammates just wouldn't be, pass him the ball. Yeah, and now he's just going to be known as the typhoid Mary of the NBA, and that's that's kind of unfair to his legacy of jackassery in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, that's a shame. It's a real shame. I mean, he clearly was working hard on that end of the court. The annoying uh-huh. end. <laughs> um, okay. What about, all right, this one, I think this one's going to affect what's going to happen here. Okay, ready? Uh-huh. The Brooklyn Nets fired Kenny Atkinson, a move that might really destabilize their team. Um, God, think of think of how happy Kenny Atkinson must be in hindsight. <laughs> Full salary, relieved like a month before the, pl- like, he's got to have been so much more relaxed. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to go to the bubble, and uh-huh. uh, he doesn't have to decide whether or not to cut Michael Beasley 
who uh-huh. they haven't signed yet, but we're going to sign, but who also tested positive for COVID. Uh-huh. Um, very cool stuff going on in the bubble with uh, the Nets. Also, he's like a ma- <laughs> he's like a master bread maker now, too. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then he could just isn't he isn't someone gonna hire him pretty quickly too i mean um, i guess probably not we'll for see. next year yeah. yeah we'll see it, it i everything is so up in the air like when i'm asking around and talking to people um some of the people the coaches that we expected to to maybe lose their jobs you know i i know you guys have noticed that jim Boylan's still the coach of the bulls mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh because next season is so up in the air you know, like we focus quite a bit on whether they're going to be able to pull off this bubble. I'm way more concerned about them being able to pull off next season than I am a bubble. Mm-hmm. And with with all that up in the air, like, would you want to fire a coach that's under contract, a guaranteed contract? Oh, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I actually think that coaches who are already under contract should feel pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I mean, I, I'm curious what it means for the Knicks because, you know, they can just print money. So who cares? Will they go the cheaper route and maybe just retain Mike Miller for another season while while they're keeping the powder dry, hoping to get Giannis no. in the next free agency? They're going right. to sign or, Tibbs. Or are they going to go ahead and sign, sign Tibbs. Tibbs? Yeah. Tibbs is, Tibbs is kind of hooked up with uh, Leon Rose, right? Yeah, yeah. That was his. Well, not technically his agent, but they're close. And Same I heard. Agency. Oh, I did hear that uh, Jason Kidd blew them away in an interview, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which probably involved like spilling coffee and then using it as like a teachable moment. Like, right, right. This like is he drew a up. A, here's what our <laughs> offense is going to look like using Legos uh-huh. or something. You know, <laughs> you throw the Legos on the court, players uh-huh. slip on them. You know, it's something like that. Something. Everybody's a building block of a Lego. <laughs> Uh, all right, Dave, what about this one? Julius Randle was lighting up the league with 33 points in an OT win over the Hawks. Uh, is that going to matter? No. No, he's on the I, Knicks. Does um, Julius, has he done anything that, that really matters? Julius Randle? No, I don't mm-hmm. think so. Do you uh, think Do you think this is indicative at all of uh, maybe Montrezl Harrell's market? See, now that's interesting. I, I think Trez is a better player, clearly. Uh, um, but I've also watched numerous basketball people just, you know, kind of racking their brains, finding ways to plug Julius Randle into these like versatility roles mm-hmm. because he can handle the ball um, without dribbling it off his off of his foot. Mm-hmm. He's still going to only do, do it with one hand, right? So like he's so left hand dominant that I actually think that he's a much worse player than Trez Harrell. Trez like gets results. Maybe he doesn't have the same skill that Julius has, but the, the results are better. Here's you can my plug ju- him into more. Here's my Julius question. Is Julius Randle maybe actually just like, uh, like a super, like a Carl Landry, like a new Car- super Carl Landry yeah. where it's like, Oh, this guy is going to score a shit ton of points off the bench as your uh-huh. first big off the bench, but he can't really guard. He's not starters. like in your closing. Yeah. Not like, right. Yeah. Cause he can't guard mm-hmm. and his offense is and he's I a mean, black it, hole. Yeah. I was going to say his offense <laughs> is very one dimensional. 
It's yeah. not like he's elevating the play of the guys around him. And with that being said, I actually, I mean, I don't hate watching him when he's when he's got stuff going. But it's just that when he doesn't have stuff going, you can watch. He's basically sinking the team because yeah. he is a black hole. I'd be curious how many passes he averages a game. <laughs> um, all right, finally. Okay, I know this one's going to matter. In our first section of previously, uh, our inaugural section of previously on the NBA. All right. Biggest story once the NBA, but at when the NBA left, we should talk about it. It's gonna matter. Uh, Steph Curry is back. <laughs> uh, I don't think he. I think that last game we saw Steph Curry play is maybe gonna be uh, his only game of basketball for two years. Maybe. <laughs> God. And he was six of sixteen. Man, yeah. does he still have it? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it could be gone. I, I listen. I, all I'm saying is that from the first of November till mid March, he shot twenty five percent from three. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty large sample size from the calendar. Yeah, yeah it is from 25%. the calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good point it's a it's a little bit like the president saying uh uh you know more white people or, are killed by police yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i mean listen can you can you be the greatest shooter of all time if you have a season where you shoot 24 and a half percent from three that's God, what he did this. that's awful mm-hmm. yeah no he lost he lost it clearly yeah he's done he's I mean, toast completely ignore that the lowest he had ever had for a single season was 41% on 10 attempts mm-hmm. a game previously. Doesn't matter. Wow. Yeah, what have you done for me lately? Rest in it's peace, Steph Curry. Away. Now, instead, yeah. he's just one of America's great uh, television game show producers. Is uh-huh. he the worst contract in NBA right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's either Clay Thompson or Steph Curry, according to what I've been reading recently. <laughs> Um, um, all right, and our final and one final, oh, yeah, yeah, our start. final previously on the NBA. Uh, LeBron James adamantly states he will not play in any games if the fans are not there. So, <laughs> so I, I mean, I gotta say the the Lakers' title chances have taken a hit, in my yeah, opinion, because he's yeah. not going to play in With any this of these news games. from yeah. March. This news from March tenth, twenty twenty. Uh, people are people are kind of sleeping on it. I think. Yeah, it's been underreported from the bubble. I yeah. have to say, and uh, you know, with with no LeBron, no Rondo, uh huh. You know, who's gonna pound the leather off the ball for this team? Uh, Kuzma, right? Uh-huh. No, it's gonna, gonna be Jared's the new man. point guard. Oh yeah, it's oh, Actually, right. Wait. It's Dion Waiters oh, is their oh, new point oh, guard. Right? They got Dion Waiters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually cue Dion doing jumping jacks, <laughs> waving for the basketball. I actually have a hot take, though. I think Dion Waiters uh-huh. is going to be really good for the Lakers. I think he is too. <laughs> I I really want him to, but like all of the indicators are negative. Like he's going to be so wide open. Yet, I mean, he will be wide open. It's just. 
it's tough when a guy gets three different suspensions from his team and one of them was fitness related when there was no quarantine. Yeah, but he had the, he had the ankle injury. Yeah. I mean, I I really want him to do well. Also, the yeah. Heat were running a scam on him. Right. Cuz he had a games played uh, uh bonus in his contract. I'm sorry, but you know, getting suspended because somebody can't handle the edibles that you gave him. How like, come on. I mean, look, he was the one. He's the victim in that crime. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> he got he know? got dosed. Right? How did he know? Uh, you know what? Speaking of, since we're talking, and y- he didn't snitch. Dion's a Dion's gonna be good. Look, the last time Dion Waiters played meaningful basketball, he was actually uh, pretty good. Um, which was yeah. uh, in the uh, the three one loss to the Golden State Warriors. Right. Um, he shows up for the playoffs. Yeah, man. he plays good defense too in the playoffs. Um. Yeah, and look, I, I again, I hope, I really hope he does well. And I just he does you know. not, he does not snitch on the people who give him weed. Unlike our top story, <laughs> this is round ball rock news, basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process. Uh, which is Shams yesterday tweeted that multiple people have been calling the, uh, the NBA player COVID, uh, snitch hotline, which, uh, weirdly their, their number must be one number off from our round ball rock phone number because we've weirdly been getting a lot of. NBA snitch-related calls. I think people think they're calling the NBA snitch line, Adam Silver's secret snitch line, but they're calling us instead. Uh, here's just a selection of those calls uh, now. Hi, this is uh, LP. I'm calling to report that I saw Kurt Rambis at the buffet, at the salad bar thing. He stuck his hands uh, into the thing without using the tongs to eat mushrooms, and I'm sure that is against protocol. I haven't seen that specifically, but first of all, there probably shouldn't even be a solid bar, to be honest with you. It seems not good, but I just want to let you know Rambus was doing that, and I actually saw Palinka go over to where some of the Clippers were, were sitting, and he sneezed all over uh, the chairs before they came to sit down. So just just to let you know about uh, those offenses I saw in uh, in the dining area. Hey, uh, this is Javier, the postmate. Uh, I'm calling for Rashawn Holmes again. Uh, look, I went to the south parking lot. You weren't there. I went to the north parking lot. You weren't there. And uh, look, dude, your long talk silvers is getting cold. I've got another job that I'm supposed to do. So can you just come out and maybe meet me at the parking lot or something? It's I'm I'm in a Kia Altima. Uh it's purple and there's an Orlando Magic flag hanging from the back. Please bro, I've been out here for thirty five minutes. Oh hello? 
uh, NBA hotline, Mr. Silver. Um, I was calling to ask you if your refrigerator was running. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah, uh, is your refrigerator running? Well, then you better go freaking catch it. <laughs> Hi, y'all. This is Tillman. I mean, this is a man named Bill. Bill, uh, Frittata. Yeah, like the egg dish. I've heard all the jokes. Anyway, I'm calling to report uh, a delivery violation of the food rules of the quarantine bubble. Uh, I saw some players, some NBA players, flagrantly breaking the rules of the bubble, ordering from a restaurant called The Claim Jumper. Uh, that ain't Morton's Palm Saltgrass Steakhouse, Del Frisco's The Ocean Air, or Joe's Crab Shack, the only six licensed delivery restaurants of the quarantine, as certain people were promised. Now, uh, I don't know what the punishment is. Uh, I don't know if you you step on the violating player's throat, maybe you cut their throats, whatever you need to do. But I want to get that information out there. And I also want to say that uh, I recently ate at Joe's Crab Shack, and I did not get any gastrointestinal distress. So I'm not entirely sure what Evan Fournier's Yelp review was exactly complaining about. All right. Also, Adam. I need to borrow $235. They're they're, going to turn off my phone. Come on, Kanish. Help me out. Well, uh, some of those calls were pretty weird, guys. Um, Let's actually talk about this bubble, though, Dave. Um, Dave, you've coached basketball, right? I have. Um, Not in the NBA. Right, of course not. Look, I don't want to, you know, give... A certain uh, angry scout, any uh, any ammunition in case you ever fight with him. Um, but uh, what do you think the basketball is going to look like going into the bubble? You know, I, I'm of a couple of minds on this, and, and I have no way of of knowing. This is just me taking my experience and projecting it. Um, I think that the offense is going to be mostly fine for the teams that like the Mavs, the Rockets, the Lakers that have simplified schemes mm-hmm. based around one guy. It's just, it's going to be a, about whether players can make shots. And and I think these guys are going to be fine after a few weeks in the gym, right? Mm-hmm. Shooting-wise, I think it's going to be fine. Uh, but I think the defense is going to be god-awful. Yeah. from Not just from an execution standpoint, but from an effort standpoint. I, I think you're going to see a bunch of teams taking – Huge chunks of the game off on the defensive end. Well, and it's just going to prove that uh, my my, uh, Twitter account, Celtics Chance, actually is what makes them play good defense at home. (laughs) (laughs) It is going to be like, I have to say, I watched, I just, you know, there's been so much old classic basketball on TV and people kind of half-assing it on defense in the playoffs is like a hallmark of the golden age of basketball. (laughs) Like, don't, don't you think like those guys were actually trying, they were just bad. (laughs) They were just just bad. Also, nobody could shoot. So your defense, like didn't even really have to be all that effective. 
Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah, he locked him up. No, he didn't. That guy just is garbage. <laughs> yeah, I was I was looking at um we'll we'll have a we have a future uh reader question about Jerry West coming up. Uh and it's so interesting how the Lakers offense just cr- craters when Wilt Chamberlain arrives because uh Jerry West being able to shoot from like 18 feet was just this game changing thing. And when the lane got clogged up, it was like they it was just it was like a weird version of the Warriors offense, but like in by like six feet. Does that make sense? Right. Mm-hmm. And normally it's like, well, you just put three big guys in the lane and then Jerry West couldn't get to the hoop. Uh <laughs> uh Man, basketball so awful. So where do you think the rust is actually going to show up the most on defense or is it going to be yeah. fitness or shooting? Well, the fitness is going to be rough, right? Like even the guys who have managed to stay in good physical shape, the game shape is a totally different thing. I, and I know this is a common talking point that you're going to hear uh, if you haven't already heard it too much, but the game shape is different. Like we see this every year. Um, there's a reason why they use those preseason games to ramp up. There's a reason why the first week of the NBA season Looks really rough first couple uh-huh. weeks sometimes. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it's sort of like, you know, in baseball where the hitters will sometimes be ahead of the pitchers mm-hmm. in April. Yes. Yes. So you'll get guys that'll hit like 15 home runs in a month in April or May. Right. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was like every single year. If you um, just traded for Barry Zito at the end of April. Right he was always like super undervalued because it just took him forever to get in shape. And then he's like fine to really good the rest of the season. Yeah. And so I, I think there's going to be some of that uh, because of the conditioning and in particular guys are going to take those breaks in the game on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's the nature of, of the NBA. That's how it works. So I, I do think that we're going to see a lot of offense. I think the defense is going to be bad. The communication is going to be, you know, off rotations are going to be off just like you would see at the start of a normal season, but amplified because these guys haven't been in the gym at all for Mm -hmm. months. So I I do think that offensively, it's going to be a lot of fun. These games are going to be wide open. I I think the pace is going to wind up being higher than, than what we see on a usual basis because these guys have been out of the gym so long. I I think we're going to get like uh, almost like an over exuberance to, to be out there playing, uh, and guys are going to be playing fewer minutes. Uh huh. So they're going to be trying to get the most bang for their buck when they're out there. So, you know, I, I expect this to look a lot like preseason, these eight lead up games, even for teams that are fighting for seating. I don't anticipate seeing James Harden play 40 minutes until the first round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. for instance. And I've, I have heard this referred to as uh overly horny basketball before, <laughs> Yeah, like you just you just want to get those shots up so bad. Right. Yeah, and and for for some guys that's going to be a good thing. Like the guys that that probably should be shooting more, like Nikola Jokic, for instance. Like I hope that he's got a little bit of basketball horniness in him. Yeah, at the at the bubble, because he he sometimes won't shoot until the fourth quarter. So hopefully he's like, man, I got to get these shots up. Uh, but then you have cases like you know like Dion Waiters where maybe you don't want him to do that. Right. Yeah. But yes, I, I do think that uh, it's going to be weird for us, especially 
those of us that watched probably too much basketball is going to look pretty different. It's going to look just like preseason, right? Yeah, well, it's going to be preseason, but juiced up and, and and you know maybe even a little bit worse because of the conditioning issues. Um, that being said, I have no idea that it's actually kind of exciting from that standpoint for a basketball nerd because I don't know what to expect out of these guys. I'm really just projecting and and taking wild guesses. So until we actually get to see this first crop of games in two weeks, um, anybody's guess is as good as mine on this. Mm-hmm. Not so, to knock my own expertise, but <laughs> I swear. So how do you think coaches uh, will game plan guys not being in top shape? Like, how do you exploit that strategy-wise, you think? Well, that the pace can help. If you feel like your team is closer to to full game shape than the other team, pick up the pace. Try to get them winded. Try to get them to have to adjust their their game plan and their rotations. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I do think you're going to see a, a lot more uh, quick rotation changes, though. So you might, if a player, let's say he normally plays the first 10 minutes of the first quarter, I'm guessing that guy maybe plays the first five or six until they build up a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh and so if you can get, let's say, uh, you know, like Chris Paul, if you can get Chris Paul run out of the game at minute five because he's just not quite in shape, that's a big advantage because now you're, you know, they don't have Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench. So now, you know, who, who I don't even know who their fourth guard is uh, off the top of my head. So that that's a big advantage that you could have. And in particular for teams that are actually going to be playing for something like you know, the Dallas Mavericks who don't want to be the seventh seed and run into the Clippers in the first round. So I do think that there are ways that you can game it, but it's very much going to be dependent on how you feel internally about your own conditioning and stuff. Cause the last thing you want to do is just, you know, blow your load early on trying to get an advantage. And then, you know, fourth, fourth quarter comes around. And if you've set minute, minute limits, you've already hit them or your guys are so gassed from, you know, from pushing the pace, that they're just too worn out to, to finish the job. So it, it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot more coaching by gut. And this mm-hmm. is where the experienced coaches are going to have a big advantage. You know, and, like I'm actually really excited to watch Coach Pop in this in this environment. He doesn't have LaMarcus Aldridge to lean on. Uh-huh. He's going to have to play the young guys more just again by virtue of of the the situation. Nobody being in shape. And Look, I want to. We see... know on the podcast, by the way, that Marco Bellinelli has been eating lots and lots of spaghetti in quarantine. <laughs> we determined that, so just keep that in mind. Yeah. Spurs analysis. Well, I mean, I just, I, I think that we might finally see, uh, you know, the White Walker Murray. Oh, I love it! I love it. Um, oh, you know, yes. I would, I would like to see that for some extended run. With, I, I just... uh, the great white big man in the middle, Jakob Pertl. Jakob Pertl. Uh, That's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> And, so uh, Trey Lyles, their starting power forward. <laughs> I, you know, I would play uh, Demar Derozan at the four in that lineup. Hell yeah! Um, by the way, you mentioned so Dennis Schroeder real quick. Shouts to Dennis Schroeder for leaving the NBA bubble to be a good dad. Uh, that quote was tight. Um, mm-hmm. He's leaving because his wife's his in three to four weeks. He's going to leave because his wife's having a new baby, and his quote was quote. I'm not going to leave my wife by herself while she's having a second baby. Dennis Jr. is still 17 months old, so I'm for sure going to go there and support her and try as much as I can to be there for my family. 
Good job, Dennis Schroeder. Fuck the fuck the bubble. I just have yeah. to say it again. <laughs> well, uh, well here, Gordon you know, Hayward also doing the same thing, Joey. Yeah, we gotta we gotta well, give it up for. Gonna leave he also it says back. he's going back in like four days. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> how's he? How's he like not going to be contaminated? Like like the incubation period for COVID is shorter if you have a doctor's note. That's not <laughs> that's not real. That's look, not a thing. Look. There is no way the Haywards believe in wearing masks. Let's just be honest on this one. Mm, that's um, true. They've he's like he's splashing himself with he I okay, here's a question. Does Gordon Hayward have to put hand sanitizer on his genitals? <laughs> I feel like yes, I mean, right? That is certainly a question. <laughs> <laughs> because you said did or does. Um um before we get to specific teams, let's uh, let's hear some more snitch calls we've abs- we've somehow been getting. Okay, what the hell? Uh, I'm back in the dining area, and I called reporting these guys the other day, and I see right now Kurt Rambis is putting his fingers and grabbing the little baby corns. Okay, I don't see Palinka, but I'm sure whatever he's doing is. Uh, sketchy and probably against protocols. I don't get why they're still here. You know, I haven't seen any, any, uh, any, I have no reason to believe that they've been reprimanded. Please, please, this is serious. This, this is all going to fail if you, if you don't do something about this. Hi, this is Gordon Hayward of the Boston Celtics, and I'm actually calling to self-report a violation that I committed no, I didn't break the quarantine rules, but I did have lustful thoughts about a woman who was not my wife. I apologize to the Boston Celtics fans, to my wife Robin, to the NBA itself. Uh, it was Ari, the demon fox from League of Legends. Uh, she seduces men in order to prey on their life energy. I know that she's animated and fictional, but I've still betrayed my wife, and as such, I will be isolating for the next 10 to 14 days with a large poster of Ari, the aforementioned Demon Fox from League of Legends. Thanks. Hi, it's me, an anonymous caller. I'm just calling to let you know that uh, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks power forward DJ Wilson... uh, has broken quarantine several times and um, should be ejected from the league because uh, Anthony Randolph is available and uh, coronavirus-free. Also, just cancel the season, man. This is ridiculous. But sign Anthony Randolph first. Um, hello. I'm a, a, a salesman doing market research for uh, friggin' Disney. And, uh, I was wondering, if you had Prince Albert in a can? Shut up, Brooke! Uh, no, do you have Prince Albert in a can? Oh, you, you better freaking let him out! <laughs> uh, hey, it's me, B.L. Simmons from Grantland and The Ringer. Hey, I'm just calling to warn you, I know... Adam, you're doing a really good job dealing with all this coronavirus. 
Uh, and for me, I gotta say, I think the coronavirus has entered the Tyson zone. But anyway, you should start another hotline for cancel culture. It's equally as dangerous as the coronavirus. And I can tell you, because I have recently been canceled. Uh, if you could give me Steven Jackson and Dwayne Wade's phone numbers so I could get them to sign a sports version of that Harper's Bazaar letter, it'd be greatly appreciated. Bye. Soup is the perfect food. I hope you serve soup in the bubble. All right. So, Dave, what team do you expect to most thrive in the bubble? And why is it the Miami Heat? Oh, do you mean playing basketball or just living? I think I think from a uh, I asked that question based solely on I expect the Heat to be in the best shape. Um, so I think it's more that's more of a fitness level. But actually, what basketball wise, what team do you think is going to do best in the bubble? I mean, I, I think that, like I said earlier, the teams with the more heliocentric offenses, um, Dallas, Houston, L.A., the the Clippers because their offense is just so funky, you know it, it's it's formless to a certain degree, a lot of isolation. They're gonna they're gonna have a lot of success. Any any team, uh, the Bucks, any team with a short, uh, I don't want to say learning curve because they're not learning, but but essentially a short curve to get to to mastery of what they do offensively. So the less complicated your offense, the easier it is to to jump right back in. Mm-hmm. You know, if your role is I just got to run down the court, get to the corner and cut when the opportunities are available, that's a lot easier than, you know, hey, I got to go down and set this set this pin down screen, cut, you know, maybe maybe come off a dribble handoff, like all of these things that you might have in a more motion-based offense. So, so what like you're Boston, saying is the Houston Rockets are going to win the NBA championship because their I, offense man, they, is so simple. <laughs> They have a puncher's chance, you know, if the the one issue they've got is that you can't teach height and, and some of the teams are going to have to go through can just out big them. Um, uh, but, but also like, like the Lakers, for instance, not only can they out big you, but they have a small lineup that still out bigs you because mm-hmm. LeBron right. and AD are massive people. Mm-hmm. Even at the four, LeBron right. is big. That's what I'm saying. Well, LeBron yeah. at the five would would be bigger than any player the Rockets are going to run out in a closing lineup. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- at a certain point, that does become an issue. And when they struggled at a post uh, Clint Capella trade, right. it was it was their defense and then just getting hammered on the glass. And so if they can find a way around that. Then yeah, they got a puncher's chance. I think I think the Mavericks have a puncher's chance because they can score like crazy. I mean, they had a historic offensive season this year, and so I, I just think that the high-powered offenses have a real opportunity to make a lot of noise in this certain you know this special situation because of how much I am expecting the defenses to be suffering. Uh huh. Um, so does that mean does yeah. that mean a team like? The Philadelphia 76ers, a little bit limited on offense, theoretically great defense, but also unable to win outside of Philadelphia. You're not high on them. No. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, unless they they just come back and their defense is just completely on point. And, and they do have Ben Simmons, who I think is one of the best defenders in basketball, and Joel Embiid, who's a fantastic rim protector. So they already have two individual pieces that should help their defense be ahead of the curve. 
not a lot of teams have that where you've got a you know an all NBA defensive center and an all NBA you know wing that can guard like Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bucks, you know, obviously their defense is is amazing, but like when you look at Utah, they have Rudy Gobert. So Rudy Gobert is going to have to do a lot of extra work because no one else is going to be up to speed. So, and again, I, I'm just guessing here on the defensive thing, but yeah, I think the Mavericks and the Rockets have a lot, have a big opportunity to make some noise. Um, I keep couching this, by the way. Yeah, I'm, no, I don't like look, it. we haven't seen anyone no, play basketball yet. Suck. These are just, yeah, these are just That's right. predictions. The defenses yeah. are going to be <laughs> awful. That's it. I, I, done couching. The defense is going to be bad. The offense, I think, is going to be fine. <laughs> Um, my next question is, uh, do you have a hot take about the Memphis Grizzlies that you'd like to say on our show before you <laughs> record with fast break breakfast later today? <laughs> yeah, I actually said this on San Vicini's show yesterday. Uh, I think of the teams that could potentially be the eight seed in the West, the Grizzlies have the best shot of winning a game against the Lakers. And I know that that includes Damian Lillard and the trailblazers. Uh, but I just think that that the Grizzlies are, you know, they've got a little bit of this like startup energy, if that makes sense. They, uh, they've got a chip on their shoulder, which I, I really do like from them because it's basketball related. You know, uh, the whole Iguodala thing really like endeared that team to me with the young guys taking it personally Mm -hmm. that he didn't want to play with them. And, uh, I mean, they've got a healthy Jaron Jackson jr. Coming back Mm -hmm. who, is, I mean, he's he's looking like Dirk Nowitzki is a big man shooter. He was shooting so well this year. Yeah. He had one of the greatest big man three point shooting seasons in NBA history. Yeah, he's like if Carl Anthony Towns could play defense. Um, well, and see, <laughs> thing, he, I think he's behind schedule on his defense. I, I actually have been disappointed with his defense, and part of that is just you know he needs to learn to play through fouls and and not lose his aggressiveness. But he fouls way too much, so. Um, yeah, you know, but, but he's, he's still young. better than Carl Anthony Towns. He is better defense. than Carl Anthony Towns there. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But I just think that they, man, they have this opportunity because they can, they can stay big with those guys. They can go small with those guys. They're clearly not better, but I think that they, they lose in a gentleman's sweep instead of a regular sweep. That's my hot Grizzlies take, um, <laughs> which isn't even really that hot. It's, you know, <laughs> hey, they, they're going to win a game against the Lakers. Well, actually, let's go through that. Um, let's go through the bottom teams here, actually. Which teams do you think is going to make the eight seed in the quote-unquote West? I think the Grizzlies are going to do it. Um, wow. Know. How dare you doubt my man Dame Dollar. You're going to get... You're you're gonna get a. They're the most dangerous team in the playoffs in a short series, except for how they always lose short series. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing: it's like there's a lot of a uh, lot of hope being put on the shoulders of Yusuf Nurkic, who hasn't played in a year and a and half. Zach Collins, don't forget, due to a devastating injury, yeah. and Zach Collins, who played three games this season, mm-hmm. and you know. Um, when when we last saw him wasn't all that great. Uh I mean he was he looked good in those three games, don't get me wrong, but but his last full season, it's not like he was all right, this guy's the future of the franchise. Um, oh, and he's a dude that like theoretically can shoot well and probably should shoot well mm-hmm. eventually, but hasn't really shot well. Well, also I think his defense is way more important than his offense for them. Um and and there were a lot of signs in those three games that he's gonna be a pretty good 
help side defender, which mm-hmm. they obviously need because their wings and, and point of attack defense just not very good. But if Nurkic somehow comes back and hasn't missed a step, if Zach Collins looks like Kevin Durant on the defensive end for the Golden State Warriors in the you know the championship years, uh, if Damian Lillard does what I expect him to do and scores 400 points yeah. in those eight games, and C.J. McCollum can play the way he did when Damian Lillard was out with the back injury, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I still don't think they're making the playoffs because I still. <laughs> <laughs> Well, who's their who's their best wing defender right now? On well, because Ariza's not there, right? Ariza's prob- not there. It's probably Gary Trent. I was going to say, uh-huh. is it Gary Trent Jr.? And Gary Trent Jr. is good. Like, I actually think he's a starter. Yeah, um, but he's also six four, right? Exactly. He's a two, and and you you know like, and I I, I don't really love you know differentiating between two and three, but for these purposes, if I if I say you're guarding the three, like at at six four. You're going to give up some size out mm-hmm. there. It's just how the NBA but yeah, is. Like what? He's going to guard LeBron and Kawhi. Well, right. They don't or, have anybody. They yeah, don't have Luka anybody. For that. Or yeah. Whereas, you know, the Grizzlies have bodies that can throw at these guys. Um, John Conchar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they also have the foulingest player in the entire NBA, Dylan Brooks. That's right. There you go. It is crazy how much that guy fouls. Is he's he the like, fouling this player in the league? Well, he's leading the league in fouls by like forty. Yeah, but and you got to look at twenty-eight the minutes a game or per hundred possessions. I Come just, on. I mean, I get. Well, it's going to be like a young big that will be leading that, but but for a, I mean, it just seems like a massive lead in total fouls for a guy that's uh only plays 28 that many minutes it's not like he's playing 38 you know what i mean (laughs) right like jaron jackson's at at um 6.8 fouls per 100 possessions well let's Uh, talk about the pelicans then what about the pelicans okay dylan brooks is number two to jaron jackson in the permit (laughs) (laughs) um the pelicans man they're really interesting and and, you know i I had a conversation with uh vicini yesterday about it and he said Man, that he would put, he would put their team minus Zion up against the Bucks minus Giannis head to head as far as talent goes, and it got it, like it just kind of caught me off guard because I hadn't I don't really think in those terms usually, um, and I start going down the list, but and yeah, I talk obvious, about, that's I obvious to me, right? Seth and Mo, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just not something I had thought about. Yeah, yeah. And in the moment, I was like, no way. But then after thinking about it for like you know about an hour talking to Mo and Seth. Uh-huh. Uh, Pelicans are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they should be. It yeah. just it feels like it has not translated to the kind of success they should have with like, you know, Holiday, Lonzo, Ingram, uh, you know, Redick as the sixth man or seventh man. Zion, like, like it feels like they should have been better both with Zion out and even with Zion back. And they were pretty good with Zion back, but. I mean, maybe it's just a, a matter of a bunch of guys on a new team that have not really played together as a whole very much. But it, right. it kind and, of well, feels like they've been underachieving. And, well, they were a different team in January, February, early March than they were October, November, December. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brandon Ingram was better. Yeah. Uh, Lonzo, Lonzo was better. wasn't hurt. Yeah. Right. He wasn't hurt. Josh Hart, like they're using Josh Hart as like this utility man, which I just... You know, like it's kind of perfect for him. The fact that 
Sometimes he was playing the four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, it's you know? crazy the amount of the strange players that play power forward for them this year. Mm-hmm. Right, but but they've also got Derek Favors, who is could be, and I hate to do this, and I said this yesterday, I hate to do this NBA Twitter thing, but Derek Favors might actually be the most underrated player in the league, like mm-hmm. the most underrated He's good player. He's a hologram. Yeah, that's um, and but that's an advantage in the bubble because he can't get COVID because he's a hologram. Also, <laughs> the Pelicans have one of my favorite random guys. Actually, uh, I love Kenrich Williams for reasons I can't even really explain. Um, and look, does he play? No, but he he might he might have to. And you know what he does? He shoots threes and gets rebounds. That's cool. That's all you need. You know who really should be playing more? I'll, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I understand why he wasn't. They're developing players. There's a lot of players at his position. But you cannot go wrong with each one more minutes. Um, all right. You, Come we on. Know, we know you love each one more, Sean. Uh, all right. 39% three-point shooter. Come on. All right. Dave's got to go in a couple of minutes here. So I want to ask one last question. Dave. Uh-huh. What the fuck is going to happen at the bottom of the East, though? Because it's gross. Well, nobody wants it. Right. Right? First of all, nobody wants to be the eighth seed because you're going to have to play Giannis. Mm-hmm. The Nets didn't even send their team. Mm-hmm. They literally just they put out flyers around Orlando just the, to pick up local The Wizards don't have their two best players. Nope. And I mean, if you want to say John Wall, they don't have their three best players. Sure, uh, yeah. but they do have Ish Smith. Isn't Thomas Bryant out too? Thomas Bryant, I think, is playing actually. Oh, but they do have Ish Smith. Are you betting against Ish Smith yes. carrying them to the playoffs? <laughs> it, yes, yes, I am. They <laughs> so they are a six six full games behind the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think they're going to catch the Magic. As a matter of fact, I think the Magic will probably wind up being the seventh seed and Brooklyn will be the eighth seed, but a six. So they have a six game deficit from the nets. They just need to be within four to force the play in, which is then they have to then win two games against the zombie nets. Uh huh. I think the wizards can make the playoffs. You know what? I'm taking give me those nets, baby. I'm in. I'm t- I'm, I'm in taking those. I'm taking the weird nets. I'm taking the weird nets. Look, and I'll tell you why. Uh, because this is gonna be so weird. It doesn't matter. You might as well just have a team of random people. <laughs> well, Karis Levert, Karis Levert is gonna um be heavily showcased. Uh huh. And, and we'll is, we'll see what that turns into. I was right? going to say he is a, a very interesting trade chip for them if their if their goal is to get a a couple of players that that highlight their marquee players to a greater degree. Mm-hmm. So like three and D wings, uh-huh. uh, which he's not very good away from the ball. So he's a little bit extra when you've got Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And Dinwiddie, um, like and, like and Dinwiddie, right? Three dudes who like the ball, and Dinwiddie can actually play off the ball. Um, but, but with Levert, so showcasing him here is going to be great. But he also could be part of what gets them a third star if that's their goal, mm-hmm. because he just signed that new extension. So he's actually got some money on his contract. So they might be able to to package a couple things and and 
you know, move it for another max level player. So you're so saying I, if I he like wants, a lot of Karis. So if you're you're saying if he wants to stay in Brooklyn, he needs to really tank right here. <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna. <laughs> I, I don't know. So I look at it like uh, March Madness. If he has a ridiculous like eight to ten games, mm-hmm. then you know pe- teams will be calling for him, and maybe Karis Levert wants to go to another team. Yeah, it's true. He actually might want to. He mean, probably does want to play more. I, I, want, I want the Pistons. Uh, to, spoiler alert for my Pistons delete eight piece that's going to come out on the Athletic tomorrow. I really want the Pistons to trade for Karis Levert, but I also did mention every team should probably be trying to get Karis Levert. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. do think this is like all downside for Joe Harris, though. Like it's oh. really not a good situation to showcase him right before he goes into free agency. I, I mean, we'll see. Like he's going to get a lot of uh, pick and roll opportunities that just wouldn't have been there with Dinwiddie or or Kyrie, and he's actually got a little bit more skill in the pick and roll than than people realize. We know he can shoot. He can defend pretty well. I mean, Joe Harris is a guy that should probably get quite a bit of money this summer. Um. Before we go, I mean, before we talk about the top of the uh, bracket real quick, um, I should mention, so no one gets mad at us, Dave, Sean, we forgot to mention the Kings, who are also in the hunt for the eight seed. Uh-huh. Uh, and Kings fans Harrison. will tell you, they they had a winning record against those Grizzlies, baby. Um. Great. <laughs> Uh, they have the worst coach. They have the worst coach of the bunch uh-huh. of the, the four teams that have a legitimate shot at the playoffs. Uh-huh. By far the worst coach. Uh, uh, two of the their few, four best players play the same position, right? Uh, they were playing their best basketball, mm-hmm. right? Once once Fox got healthy, they were playing their best basketball. It's just that basketball wasn't that great, right? And but it, and they don't have well, they may not have Harrison Barnes, mm-hmm. who's actually important for them because. Yeah. You Shouts know, when to he, our man HB. Get better, my man. Yeah, get better. Love that guy. Love, love, love yeah. HB. Realistic conception of HB, but we still love him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 listen. The the Kings are good and they're fun, um, but I just don't see them having a realistic chance. I think of the teams that are out, the Pelicans and Blazers have the have the best shot at catching the Grizzlies, I probably would lean. I, I'd lean Portland just because of Damian Lillard. If, if, if any team is going to force a, a playoff, I, I, I think that Dame could do it, mm-hmm. but man, there's just so many variables. We don't know. It, this so, is he's so hot on the mic, right? That's why it doesn't even have to do with no, the court. It's because you love his, his rapping so much. Right? I was going to destroy ever. every opponent on the mic in a in a diss track, and then they're <laughs> going to be powerless to stop him on the court. Yeah, I, and I would never know that happened. <laughs> <laughs> My ability to not hear NBA players' mixtapes or whatever is unparalleled. I, I don't even to- know. <laughs> I've heard more reporter mixtapes than player mixtapes. Oh, and well, I don't well. even know how that happened. How did that get through my filter? Well, well, Dave, for the first year or so of this podcast, the closing music was always uh, NBA players rapping. So I have heard a lifetime's worth at mm-hmm. this point. Um, Listen, there's only, there's only one NBA player who's had a good rap album, and that is Shaq Diesel. Hell yeah. Um, that album was awesome. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, when I was 12, whatever. Uh, let's hear from some more snitches. Okay, this is like day three of this shit. I'm calling back. I see Rambus walking around here with his nose hanging out of his mask like a fucking idiot. And he's still in here after he was touching the corn and all this shit. Polinka with all of his skullduggery still walking free while they're doing basically doing biological warfare in here. And you expect the season to last? You expect LeBron to still win under the, with these assholes doing these things? Come on. Seriously. You know, if, if nobody takes action, I'm going to have to go to go to the intercept with this. Because this is, this is bad. This is this is a, a a black a black eye on the league. This will fail if you don't take action against these crooks, these terrorists. Please get Polinka and Rambis out of here immediately. Bonjour, this is uh, Pierre Pamplemousse uh, calling uh, the NBA hotline. Uh, I am here to tell a story about uh, my band, LCD Sound System. Uh, that sounds for La Croix Deliciousness Sound System. Uh, we are playing a private party at uh, Kissimmee, Florida. We call it Embrasse Moi, Florida in French. Uh, I was saying they recommended 1.829 meters away from each other. Uh, so many French basketballers were there. There was uh, Tony Parker, known for uh, the basketball. Uh, the MVP, uh, the fucking of the teammate wife, uh, of Bruntbury. Uh, there was Mikel Peters, who was, uh, always standing just outside the dance floor, like he did not know where the boundaries were. And then, uh, Antoine Rigido, who was good at dancing for just one song. And, uh, they signed him to be a dancer longer. Anyway, I saw, Jazz Center Rudy Gobert was there. He was uh, touching all the microphones. He was uh, telling the girls that they had to make the sex with him or his mother would cry. And at one point he knocked down the video screen. He says he's making the screen assist. What is that? But worst of all, he coughed directly into my problems. It was so sad. He must be reprimanded. Hey, Commissioner Adam Silver. Uh, this is Brooke Lopez. And, um, I can't, I can't do it. But I, uh, no. Alright, I never thought I would snitch on my brother before, but I'm here to snitch on him. Robin? has been prank calling this hotline and I normally wouldn't tell you because I'm a good loyal brother but uh I'm worried that if you find out you won't let me ride on the Matterhorn so um if you're gonna punish someone please punish him and not me because I want I need to ride on the teacups, I need to go to the tea room, I need to eat a Dole Whip, and I need to buy some mouse ears. This is so hard. Why are you making me choose?
choose my between my the loyalty of my brother and going to Walt Disney World, the greatest place on earth. <laughs> You're a monster, Adam Silver. A monster. <laughs> Hello, this is Brian Windy Windhorse calling in the tip line. I uh, I'm currently on the road from Omaha, Nebraska to Columbus, Ohio, stopping at every state capitol building on the way, but. My sources tell me that there's a problem with the aggregators in the compound. The aggregators have jumped the fences. Oh, God, they're everywhere. I see them on the road. They're swarming me. They're approaching my sensible late model Subaru Outback. All the humanity. All the humanity. J.R. Smith threw a bowl of chicken tortilla soup. I never told anyone. All the humanity. All right. Dave, last thing I want to ask you before we go, uh, who's going to win each conference? Bucks and Lakers. Mm. See, I, uh, to me, I think about this, and to me, the only um, thing that's close, sort of, is the weird 2000 lockout season where the Knicks randomly made the finals. So I think we're getting someone random, and they're just going to get rolled. I think it'll be like weird. It'll be somebody weird. It's going to be like the Bucks rolling the Nuggets or the Rockets and or the Lakers rolling the Celtics I'm, or some shit. I'm here for it. I'm here for it being weird. I, I would actually I would embrace a weird finals that does not reflect the regular season out of this just just because it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Like I would love I would love to see Nuggets Celtics. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that would be a very interesting matchup, but I just don't, you know, the NBA just doesn't operate that way. Basketball is a talent game, man. And stacking talent on your roster is the, the fastest way to succeed. I, I'm just always going to lean, even in the weird circumstances, mm-hmm. going to lean to talent. Uh, I mean, I think LeBron's going to look like more amazing than He's looked in a really long time. Yeah. That's my yes. prediction here is LeBron is going to have some fucking ridiculous games. Sean, what's your prediction? Uh, I'm putting I'm I have all these romantic ideas of the Raptors taking it to the Bucks this season. But honestly. My, my take on the East is. The Bucks have this reputation for choking in the playoffs when actually the Raptors were better on paper last year. Mm-hmm. And they and even though they were the favorite, they were like, what, two games better, three games better with Kawhi playing 60 games. And uh, so I'm I don't knock them that much for that series loss, especially since they lost one game in double overtime. Anyway, I just think they're way better this year and uh, talent's going to win out in the East. And it's. It's very hard for me to pick against LeBron this year. So I'm also going with Lakers Bucks. All right. Um, Dave, please plug your newly re- rebranded podcast feed. Guys, the the athletic NBA show. We're taking over. It's like the NWO. Oh, wow. Wow. That's right. We don't watch wrestling, but we know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the NBA. The NWO had that guy who sued uh, AJ Delario, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke about Hulk Hogan. Um, 
did you have you been writing anything on the athletic, Dave? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's my Byron uh, yeah. Allen setup. Uh, uh, <laughs> on Thursday, we're gonna we're gonna release our our final outlook uh, piece on the delete eight teams. And then, uh, you know, I'm going to be doing some previews, uh, for some of these teams that are in the bubble that don't really have much of a chance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Phoenix, why are they there? Um, all right. I kind of love, I, I kind of love that Booker and Aiden are going to tear it up. That it's going to raise expectations so much with those guys. So Aiden was Aiden was pretty good. He was he good this year. year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a real shame he missed those twenty five games with the suspension because a lot more people like people would completely change their mind about what they think he's going to be. His defense improved so much; it was amazing. And, yeah, and I said this to Vassini yesterday. I was like, if you told me. After watching how much he improved from one year to the next, this early in his career as a big, bigs are normally bad defensively for the first four, sometimes five years of their career because there's a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. But the the leap that he took defensively, and not not saying he became elite or anything, but if you told me in three years that that guy's considered one of the five best defensive centers in the league, I could say, wow. Well, I already saw him take one big leap. I mean, maybe he's got more in him. Yeah. I wouldn't bet on it, but well, I mean, clearly it, the capacity to improve is there. And, you know, he's going to discover better masking agents for his PEDs going forward. Like, that was a, a real rookie mistake. And now, you know, he should have the finest, uh, you know, supplements, lamb's blood, uh, whatever that he needs to go to the next level. <laughs> um. Sean, is there anything you need to plug? Nah, not really. I've got some I got some stuff on Yardbarker. Alright, and then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where yesterday I finally tweeted something, which was on July 12th, I tweeted, you know when you really need to get on your computer super fast for something, but it decides to do an update that takes three hours? Yeah. I feel like that's every day. Get a, get a better computer, dude. Um, like a Mac. Sean, uh, <laughs> did you write a song? I did. Uh, this was a, they call it a collab with uh, Meredith Brooks, and this song is called Snitch. Great. Um, and then uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Um, let's all uh, call the Snitch hotline, I guess. Somebody should leak the number. I hate the bubble today. Everything I see feels CP3 with rage. Staked out the exit doors I'm looking because maybe there's a rocket sneaking out. I'm gonna run my mouth. I don't give a fuck. I told on Jordan Bell when his jersey was untucked. I'm watching everyone in case they leave the scene I'll make them quarantine There's not a tale I will not tattle I'll rat on anyone I'm a snitch, I'm a thunder Playoff wins, take the underflops and elbows I'm no saint, punch Julius in the tank I'm a star, I'm a fraud 
Both choker and point god, I'm sailing a banana boat out on the bay. So trade me once again. Like a real housewife, I'm not here to make friends. I'm calling Adam if someone is breaking curfew or doing cyber crimes. I'm not talking about a sis when I say I'm dropping dimes. I'm a snitch, I'm a thunder, playoff wins, take the under, flops and elbows, I'm no saint. Punch Julius in the tank, I'm a star, I'm a fraud. Both choker and point gun, I'm sailing up in a boat out on the bay. Hello, Adam. Yes, this is Chris. I saw PJ Tucker at a consignment store in Kissimmee, Florida. He was buying sneakers. Yes, I'll hold. Just when you think I might be chilling out, I'll scream from the sideline. I'm posing nude, got a bad attitude, and I'm calling the tip line. I'm a snitch, I'm a thunder, playoff wins, take the underflops and elbows, I'm no saint. Punch Julius in the taint I'm a star, I'm a fraud Both choker and point gun I'm saving up and in a boat out on the bay I'm a snitch, I'm a tease I'll be hurt by game three I'm a man on a mission Love, love to scream at Blake Griffin I'm a bowler, I'm a twin a ring I'll never win I'm sailing a banana boat out on the bay Yes, Adam, this is Chris again I saw Patrick Beverly and he wasn't wearing a mask And he was holding something that looked like a jazz cigarette And he was talking to Landry Chimette in an outside voice And they were definitely inside Yes, I'll hold again Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.